Well, hello and uh, welcome to the very first episode of Submit to Daddy Now, the podcast. Uh, let me introduce myself for those of you that don't know me. Uh, hopefully many of you do know me. I'm an uh, Australian dominant male or a daddy dom um, that runs a successful blog on Tumblr and have done so now for a number of years. For many of you that have followed me, you'd be well and truly aware of who I am. And the whole idea of this podcast is to um, to talk all things about BDSM, daddy dom, submissives, little girls, kittens, baby girls, whatever the cases you want to call yourselves. So we'll get to the point, like, who am I? Well, I'm an Australian male, I'm in my 40s. I um, didn't discover the world of, of Daddy Dom until I was in my 30s. I had um, previously been in a marriage and I'd always been dominant and I'd never looked at being called a name as in a terminology in any shape or form. It was something that uh, came by total accident, to be quite honest with you. I was dating a a girl after my marriage broke down and I was on my way to her house one day and she asked if I could pick up some bread, milk and some butter, just some essentials and I said no worries, not a problem and she said thanks daddy. Hold the horses, I was like daddy, I'm not your father and she's like no, I mean like daddy, as in daddy dom. I'm like, "Mm, what do you mean? And she's like, as in a dominant male, you care for me, you nurture me, you guide me, you punish me, like they're all the roles that a daddy dom takes on. And as I said, I'd I'd never really previously had needed a terminology for who I was. I just, I am the person I am. I've always been dominant in the bedroom. dominant through my lifestyle. I've always held managerial roles. Um, So to me, I was taken back a bit. And through the context of that conversation, she tried to explain it and said, well, just wait till you get here and I'll explain it to you. I'm like, yeah, okay, no worries. When I got there, she turned around and gave me a rather strange look, as I did her. And I said, what do you mean by daddy? Like, I'm not not your daddy, I'm not your father. And she said, no. She said, "Um, have you ever been on Tumblr? I said, yes. I said, I I look at photography and nature and and other things that I'm quite passionate about on it, but I'd never really explored the, the sexual side of it. So we sat down together and we started looking through it and sort of come to realize that there was a lot of things on there that that I did quite naturally and again had never really been labelled a daddy in the process so we both decided to um, to start a blog to to share the things between us that that we liked and basically what she wanted me to do and the things that I liked and the things I liked to do to her and, and that's where the blog actually came from and it wasn't long before I started that blog and 
blogging the things that I like and, and writing little short pieces underneath them that I attracted a bit of attention and, and very quickly I had a 1,000 followers and at the same time she had maybe sort of 50 to 100 if she was lucky. And um, through that time I, I got my very first submission sent to me and I still remember the girl to this day that sent the submission. I have a vivid image of the picture. And I messaged the, the young girl and I said, oh, what's that for? To which she said, to which she said, this is submission. And I said, well, what do you mean a submission? She goes, well, I'd like to be on your blog. I really like your blog. And I was like, oh, yeah, okay then. So I, I asked my partner at the time, who, who I called baby girl, and I had called baby girl prior to her calling me daddy. It was just a term that I had called her and she was quite comfortable with, which, which possibly helped lead to the daddy dom baby girl. And I asked her about posting the picture and she was like, yeah, no, that's fine. And I posted the picture and in the coming sort of months, my, my blog grew quite extraordinarily. And I, I was very flattered, taken back. And, and very overawed that the response that I had, whereas very quickly I had around 10,000 followers and baby girl was probably lucky to have 100. Um, so it did seem very natural that the things that I blogged, the things that I wrote, the way that I answered asks that very quickly came onto my blog, um, put me in that very natural daddy dom role the role was something I never searched for or, or never wanted to be called or never asked to be called. It was just something that was always there and it came naturally. As I said, my dominant nature had been there for many years leading back to my ex-wife and my previous partners where I'd tried everything from wax play to tying them up to choking them to just spanking them. I've always been a, I'm a strict disciplinarian and spanking I guess is something that I've always taken great pleasure out of and I'll speak more about that very shortly but so that's how I got into the DDLG, BDSM, Daddy Dom sort of role. It was it was always there but as far as being called a name that was something that came quite late. But it's, um, it's a journey which I've quite enjoyed, to be honest with you, and one that I still enjoy to this day. Uh, unfortunately, due to family reasons, this baby girl that I had had children who were, um, were handicapped, and in the end, she needed to spend her time with them, and it made our relationship extremely difficult. So it was at that point that the relationship ended that I decided to get a little bit more involved with the blog, take it a little bit further and become a lot more active with it. From there, I, I started learning about all the different types of submissives that are out there. And I very quickly learned that my favorite type of submissive was a brat. Why may you ask do I like brats? Well, it's very simple. To me, a, a brat is someone that enjoys being mischievous, disobedient, and, and cheeky to their dom. 
Um, it can be lighthearted, an expectation of a reaction. Generally speaking, a brat is looking for a reaction from you. It's, um, it's the mind control and the mind games between a dom and a brat that I enjoy the most. Like, I know at the end of the day she, she wants to end up on her knees or over my knees. And it's a big game to her. Like, it's a game she wants to lose, but she doesn't want to lose that game easily. She wants to make you work for every ounce of that. And it's something that I learned very quickly that there's many dominants out there that when a brat does start giving them a hard time, they're very quick to punish them. And that's exactly what the brat wants. The brat wants to be punished. They enjoy that. It's a game they play to get what they want. And I learned along the way that not to give in to a brat. An example may be that I've been in a situation where I'm very patient and I'm very tolerant. And a brat sort of tries to evoke that reaction out of you. And I'm the sort of person that can let it slide for quite some time. I could let it slide for days. I've been known to let it slide for, for a week or two on end, where the the tormenting and the provoking and the disobedience and mischievous nature has just sort of grown to the fact that I've finally had enough and and grabbed the brat, tied it to my bed, taken off my belt, looked down at the, the smug look on her face, knowing that she's like, finally, I'm finally going to get what I want. I've been craving this spanking for weeks. You're finally going to give it to me. And I've been known to just roll that belt up in my hand, throw it down in her face, and tell her to uh, have a long, hard think about what she's doing. So all of a sudden, the, the fact that she thought she was going to be spanked, and now that I'm not spanking her, well, she hasn't won the game. It's a game she wanted to win, and it was a game she was prepared to wait to win. But, but now that she's not getting punished, it's, um, it's a whole different ball game. So I learned very quickly that, that a brat does what they do to get what they want. And as a dominant, you will get what you want, but not when you want you will get it when I want to give it to you. So myself and Bratz have a very love-hate relationship. I, um, I love Bratz. Bratz hate me. Because a brat just with me won't always get what they want when they want. And to me, that's um, something that, again, it's that mind game, that mind control, that, that dominant role over your partner, whereas you're just making them aware that you're in charge. But what does make a good dom? Being a dom, it sounds pretty easy actually, but it requires a lot of intuition, balance, intelligence, self-awareness, compassion, communication, responsibility, and above most all, respect. To me as a daddy dom, I believe the greatest thing you can do is to guide, nurture, protect, 
and just to help your submissive become the best possible version of herself she possibly can. Every dominant you'll come across will be slightly different. But at the end of the day, those key aspects have to be there. And beyond everything else, one of the most important things that makes a good dom is communication. That communication and respect you have with your submissive, like not only verbally, but also through body language, seeing when she's down, the ability to pick her up, um, when she's happy, being able to embrace it with her. But breaking it down in, in other ways, like to be a good dom, it encompasses many things, like respectful, um, whether your dom-sub relationship is solely for the bedroom or it's practiced 24-7, um, a dom should be respectful of their sub at all times. But especially in front of others, like being belittled or humiliated in public, it shows very little respect towards your partner. Um, so myself personally, I don't believe in punishing my submissive out in public. It would generally encompass a pinch of the thighs, a, a hand on the neck, a whisper in the ear. Basically let her know that when I have her alone, she's in a world of trouble. Um, control is another thing. You have to have a firm grasp of control and what it actually means. Um, there's a difference between having control and being controlling. Um, you want to always be in control of your submissive and control of the situation, but you don't necessarily want to be controlling of her whole life 24-7. Like, it's, it's a big thing. Um, keeping promises to your submissive, it, being a dom, it's all about responsibility. Um, if a dom proves you that they can stick to their word, be reliable and accountable, um, that's also a, a, a great sign. Um, being open to criticism, like, we're all not perfect, we're all far from it. Like, and a good dom have a nurturing, compassionate nature, and this way they're open to, be communi open to communication, be it praise or criticism. Um, so if you're submissive and something to say to you, you, as a dominant, you should always take it on board. Keeping in mind at the end of the day, between a dominant and a submissive in my eyes, the submissive holds all the power in the relationship. She draws a set of lines. And as a dominant, you can only play between those lines. Anything outside of those lines, particularly is abuse. Other good traits to find in a dom is kindness. Um, aftercare. Aftercare is one of the most important aspects of dom-sub relationship. Um, after you have a session, you need to be able to cuddle to them, cuddle them, talk to them, embrace them, make sure she's comfortable, she's happy. Um, if it's a, entirely a very intense session, you're going to find that she's going to need to be brought back down. Um, and in doing so, this is, this is another way of showing respect and kindness towards your sub. And, and that you're not going to just sort of throw them away after playtime, but rather you cherish them and you hold them on a pedestal. So aftercare to me is very important. 
another very important aspect is understanding like understanding um, what your sub wants and needs respecting their boundaries their limits and you need to tailor that relationship according to their comfortability their willingness their intrigue factor like they obviously have soft limits and hard limits but you need to know at the end of the day where that line is you need to be able to push your submissive towards that line but you need to not go past that line. That is very important. Um, don't be, don't be selfless. Um, a good dom will not focus solely on their own needs and gaining self pleasure or satisfaction. It's about making your subs' happiness and well-being a priority, and, and not acting in that selfish and self fulfilling manner. Like myself personally, um, obviously I'm a male. I want to get off. But to me, your pleasure becomes my pleasure. Um, a, a, another good trait of a, a, a dom would be intelligence. Um, it's not always about physical action and having to, to force your submissive to do something um, through physical force. Um, it can also be done through mental stimulation the mental connection, um, the intense mental exchange between two people, like the willingness to get her to do what you want and what she desires, but not through force, through words alone. And I've commented on my blog on many, many occasions that to me, words are an aphrodisiac. They light the fires that rage between your ears and your mind. And once you can ignite those fires in someone's mind, like you can grow so many desires. Like I've literally been on dates where I've had text conversations and phone conversations with, with a partner and turned up on the doorstep and literally had one lady give me her pants and said, I'm not going to need these tonight. It's a third pair I've had on this evening waiting for you. Like, and that was achieved through no other way than through words. Don't ever underestimate the power of words. Words are a, a very, very important. This, and, and, and lastly, want to want to trust on one of the probably most important factors in a in what makes it a good dom is trustworthiness in order for your relationship with your submissive to flourish trust is probably one of the most important factors a, a, a dom must prove themselves to their submissive in and showing them that they genuinely care about them they genuinely respect them and that the sub's safety and well-being at all times is a number one priority. Because without that trust, without that communication, you do not have that relationship. So to me, many of these that I've just, points I've just pointed out, to me personally are, are, are what make a good dom. A bad dom, well, see a bad dom will mistake dominance for domineering um, they will probably come across as rude 
hungry for control, hungry for power, regardless of your needs. Uh, they will demand respect more so than gaining respect. And in the process, they will normally generally act very disrespectfully, um, generally as threats, belittling their sub, or, or pushing beyond your limits, like, which is another subject we'll touch on in future episodes, your safe word. Um, a good dom will always abide by your safe word. Your safe word's there for your protection. And with your dom, you should always be quite happy within yourself, knowing that if you use your safe word, the session is going to come to a stop. And if not so a stop, a chance for communication to take place to see where you're at, how you're feeling, and how you continue forward. Uh, whereas a bad dom, they will go beyond that safe word. They will belittle you and threaten you, tell you to harden up, and they will push past that safe word, which, in my personal opinion, the safe word's there for a reason. If a partner of mine uses a safe word, it automatically stops. Um, as I just touched on, um, and to those of you that are unfamiliar with a BDSM lifestyle, you may assume all the power of control lies in the hands of the dominant. It's not true, and that's something I learned very early in life. The dominant is not the one in charge. The submissive holds all the cards. It is their willingness to give up control that ultimately allows myself as a dominant to have the power of control. Uh, a good dom will have set boundaries with their sub to ensure they are, they're always comfortable and safe. And consent is always a priority. Uh, a, a good dom will never do anything that a sub does not want or desire to do. And that they place their sub's needs at the same level as their own or personally even higher. Touching on safe words, like a safe word personally can be anything you like from apple to orange to banana to to whatever um, I like to personally use the stoplight system uh, red yellow and green um, where I'm in the middle of a session and I ask how she's feeling and I get the green um, generally means she likes what I'm doing she's totally comfortable and I'll continue um, Yellow, um, yellow could it, it, it could be a case of she likes what we're doing, but maybe it's getting a little bit too intense. Just pull it back a little bit. Um, yellow could also mean that your partner is reaching their limit, and you're edging on on physical and possibly even mental discomfort. Uh, and red, well, red is exactly what it means. It means stop. It just means that bang, you have to shut down everything straight away, stop, they're not comfortable, um, you're not, they, they're no longer consenting to this, so the moment they do use that red, it basically is a, at that point, you have to stop the session straight away, um, and at that point, you need to jump straight into aftercare mode, find out where you've taken them, how you took them there, how they are feeling, you need to soothe them both physically and mentally and 
it, it's not hard. It's, it's a very simple system. Red, yellow, green. Um, it's used by a lot of people. But as I said, your safe word doesn't necessarily have to be, be like that. You could use what, whatever you particularly liked. Um, so that's where I stand with safe words. When should you use a safe word? Uh, at any point if you're feeling lightheaded, nauseous, dizzy, uh, feeling a sudden headache, you feel faint, um, your pain threshold is getting a little high, um, you think you're being pushed past your limit and you're not comfortable with it, and any of these occasions, it is perfectly okay to use a safe word. Uh, and again, distinguishing between a good dominant and a bad dominant, a good dominant straight away will draw the line, pull it up there, and basically jump straight into, as I said, that aftercare mode, nurturing mode, finding out how you're feeling, how did we get here, what can I do, and to bring you back down and comfort you to a level that you're happy and in control again. A lot of people don't understand a dom sub relationship and say it's just a way for men to abuse women and to hurt them physically. Um, I don't see it like that. And, and what these people don't realize is a dom-sub relationship is between two consenting adults. Uh, at the end of the day, you can't do anything to somebody that they don't want you to do to them. Um, whether it be spanking or tying them up or wax play, whatever the case may be, it's, it's consenting, um, which leads to a lot of things that I do want to discuss in upcoming episodes, um, different types of kinks. There's many types of kinks out there, everything from choking to spanking to rope plays to CNC, which is consensual, non-consensual, and we all have different kinks, um, no two people are the same. Many people may have very similar kinks or, or likewise kinks. And again, that's something we can touch on and discuss in, in coming episodes. I hope you've all enjoyed my very first podcast. Um, and remember, you can find me at Submit to Daddy Now on Tumblr. I have a SoundCloud account, which is also Submit to Daddy Now. Um, for those of you that have followed me previously, I always appreciate and thankful for you following me. Um, I enjoy the interaction that I do receive with my followers. On coming episodes, we can answer questions that you send in to my blog. Um, just mention it's a question that you'd like answered on my podcast. Uh, obviously, little questions like, will you spank me, Daddy? I'm not going to answer them on my podcast, but, but questions of any sort of depth and value, I'd be more than happy to discuss in a in longer version on the podcast, uh, as well as if you're interested in coming on the podcast, having a one-on-one -on -one chat with me, asking me questions, um, me asking you questions, how you got into the lifestyle, um, what sort of kinks you have, what sort of enjoyment you receive out of the kinks. Um, 
what it is that makes a mess between your legs or anything that really tickles your fancy. I'm, I'm very open, I'm very honest, and I'd be more than happy to sit down one-on-one with, with any of my followers that do want to come on the podcast and, and talk about the BDSM world, the kink world, and let's let's open it up and it's nothing to be ashamed of like many people get kink shamed because of their kinks um you live once you need to embrace your life you need to enjoy your life and you need to do what makes you happy and on that point i'd like to thank you all for listening and i do hope you all come back again for another podcast podcast